Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to 10 Toes Down. Guess what? Y'all already know what I'm about to say. We on episode three, y'all. Big number three was good. We kicking through. We moving through, y'all. Hallelujah. But, you know, we're going to get right into it today. You know what? I want to know something. What drives you? What wakes you up in the morning? What gets you out of your bed, gets you to your bathroom, take your morning glory, brush your teeth, get out the door, and start kicking today's ass? Like, what what do you wake up in the morning for? You know what I mean? And I'm asking this question because I truly want to know. Hit me on my Instagram, 10 down underscore podcast, and leave a comment because I, I truly want to know. You know, maybe like minds, we can share ideas and, you know, get something moving. I can try new things. I'm trying to do like meditation in the morning to try to, try to get my mind right. Because sometimes if you just woke up and you just kind of just kind of on the go, like your mind is just jittery. It's all over the place. You don't necessarily know what you want to do. But what I found out is that with this meditation that I'm doing in the morning, it's like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, it really allows me to kind of like you know, decompress when I wake up, you know, I'm not in a rush. I'm not trying to get to work so fast. I'm really trying to gather my thoughts so I can kind of move forward throughout the day. But it's been, you know, it's, it's been working. It's been about, you know, about four or five days. You know, I'm talking like I've been doing this for years. It's been like five days. I'll keep y'all posting on it. Um, But real talk though, like, you know, what drives you? What, what wakes you up in the morning? You know, do you just go to your nine to five, just to you know do the same thing over and over and over again are you just going to your job and using it using your money from your job in order to fund other things that you want to do are you planning your escape and you're just waiting for that quit day like what really drives you and i'm i'm asking because you know it took a while for me to understand um what drives me um i thought it was one thing but it ended up being another and I read a book called, uh, man, the name is escaping of me. I'll get back with y'all on that. But it really helped me define what my definite purpose is. Or, you know, do you know what your definite purpose is? Or are you just drifting? And I'm here to tell you that if you are just drifting, yo, it's okay. Maybe it's not time for you to know what your definite purpose is. Maybe are you trying to find out? This is a solid question, too, you know, but it, it takes a while. It's OK, because I, I believe what we see on social media is that, you know, we come up with an idea. We write write it down on paper and no work needs to be involved. Let's just kick into it. Let's get it. Supposed to get it right now. You know, this microwave society that we in and we realize like, nah, like it don't really happen that quick. And we get filled up with disappointment and then we stop. And that's it. We continue our day to day lives. Although we hate our jobs or hate our situation, we continue to get up and do the same damn thing every day anyway. So it's like, you know, what do you do or how do you define what your purpose is? What do you wake up in the morning? What gets you what gets you through your day? You know what I mean? So with this episode, um, I'm definitely going to be highlighting my failures. Um, I've had quite a bit of them on this entrepreneurship journey that I've been on, but you know what? It's okay. It's part of the process. You know what I mean? It's part of the process. So, you know, this episode might be a little lengthy, but I don't care. I think y'all like hearing me talk 
anyway, and I love y'all back for it. So it's all good, but we're going to get into it right after this commercial break. See y'all in a minute. Linda, listen, Linda, listen, listen, listen. I heard that you wanted free advertising on 10 Toes Down podcast. Well, holla at your boy, Dr. J, and he going to give you what you need. Holla at him on 10 Toes Down underscore podcast on the gram. I'll see you soon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So if you don't get anything from this episode today, I want you to get this. If you have not failed, you have not tried. Ooh, yeah. All right. Listen to that one again, because that's a word. Hold on to it. okay? so if you have not failed, you have not tried. I think in society nowadays, especially when we're thinking about stepping out and doing something different, the word failure has this negative outlook on it. Right. So. I think that stems from our education system, like our schooling, because when you think of failure, you think about I got this D or I got this F. Now I got held back. Now I'm the biggest person in my class. You know, I'm trying to hide my progress report and my report card because I know if my parents see it, I know that's the end of me. Then I can't go nowhere. I can't do nothing. So what that tends to do is put us in a cocoon of safety so we tend to you know try to keep ourselves in a position to always have positive outcomes no matter what that does to our personal mentality so we try to avoid all the negative outcomes because we know with negative outcomes come negative consequences but it depends on how you look at life because in regards to stepping out and just doing something different, we're just not talking about entrepreneurship here. We're talking about anything, you know, any type of, you know, sport, any type of hobby that you want to try. You know, we're so worried about failing at it and looking at it as a negative versus looking at the failure as a learning process to get to the next level. Like failure is absolutely needed and required in order for you to move forward and to progress. You have to have a little bit of adversity to to grow into something, because if you're always comfortable, you'll never do anything and you will never do anything new to experience what life really has for you or even to see what your capabilities are. Right. So for me, even on this route of entrepreneurship, I have had, you know, several failures and I'm still going through ups and downs as we see now. So, like, for instance, one of my failures is that, as you all know, I'm a pharmacist and I live here in Florida, if you all didn't know. But I'm also a consultant pharmacist. So at the time where this whole opioid crisis started to happen and, you know, Trump had came out and said, you know, we're in a crisis and everybody started getting Narcan. The DEA was sending folks to jail. Pharmacies closing down. Doctors, you know, closing up shop for X, Y, Z reason. So in essence, like the pharmacies, like we went cold turkey on y'all. So it was at that point where. As at the pharmacies, you know, we were trying to get in contact with doctor's offices to try to find out now why, you know, all these narcotic pain meds were being prescribed and they didn't necessarily have great reasoning. So when we were calling to the offices, like the offices were confused, like, you know, the doctor wrote it X, Y, Z, you should fill it. But it was like, nah, bro. I mean, have you seen the news? So. Literally, like the pharmacies didn't know where the doctor's offices were coming from. The doctor's offices didn't know where the pharmacies and stuff were coming from. So we were like literally Crips and Blugs, gang, gang, for real, for real. But so 
what I was trying to do and what my idea was, I was like, okay, so it's pretty apparent that, you know, these offices don't know what's going on into the pharmacies. What if they had somebody who could pass on the information or be a liaison between the two? Ding, ding, ding. Genius. That could be me. So I started thinking about everything and I was like, yo, I have a plan to do this. We can spend more time with patients. We can get a better understanding because we all understand physicians are very limited with time. So I was like, you know, we can do this. I can contact the pharmacies and let them know when they call so they can have this thing a more streamlined. The patients get what they want. The pharmacies understand. Doctors understand. Sounds pretty genius to me. So I had to take off my pharmacist hat and I had to put my businessman hat on. So I began to think about time. I work a full-time job, y'all. So it was like I would have to step down. I would have to probably go part-time or work as little as possible so I can be full head of speed with that. In regards to the bills and stuff that I had at the time, ah, I don't seem too feasible at the current moment. Then I began to think also it was even with the crisis that was going on, I was still seeing the same exact scripts. I was still seeing the same exact problem. Then I had to think to myself, okay, do physicians even want a service like this? And do I want my primary income to be based off of somebody needing my service or one person needing my services? Because if they cut me off and say they don't need my services anymore for whatever reason, then boom, like that's a wrap on that. That's that's the end of your salary. That's the end of everything there. So I was like, uh, when the numbers started to not add up, it began to make me question exactly what was I was supposed to do. And honestly, I'm not going to hold y'all. I got a little discouraged. I was like, you know what? This is it's probably not going to work because of this X, Y, Z. I began to talk myself out of it because what, what we talked about earlier, I didn't see a positive outcome to what to what my plan could possibly be. So honestly, I didn't even try it to even see if it was going to work. So that was the pretty much the end of that. That that was a shot in the dark. Um, that didn't happen. So I kind of expanded on the idea. So I was like, my second go around, my second somewhat kind of failure, I guess you can say, was to start my own pain management clinic. So what I was going to do, I was going to have a pharmacist, I was going to have a physician, a physical therapist, and a massage therapist all in the same building. So we could streamline everything. Everything was done in-house. We had all the information and stuff that we would need. Everybody's communicating with one another. We decreasing the amount of abuse that can happen. We're increasing outcomes, all that jazz. I thought it was freaking genius you hear me i was gonna be on the cover of time grilling you hear me like new revolutionary therapy type xyz boy i I thought i was gonna be the man around here and believe me i still could be okay but once again um i had to start looking at the numbers but before i started looking at the numbers i went to go talk to a lot of different people so i went to go talk to a pain management physician i also talked to a dea agent now side note I went to go talk to some physicians. I called quite a bit, but I did not get answers from everybody. People said they were going to call me back, never did. And it was like, on this journey, everybody is not going to rock with you. Do not get discouraged. It is part of the process. 
continue to move forward because all you need is one yes. But back to my main story. So as you know, as I was talking to these physicians, I was meeting a lot of adversity only because they didn't want to be under the magnifying glass that was already there in regards to pain management. I can completely understand that. You know, the DEA's out, Department of Health is out, it's all over the news. Ain't nobody trying to go to jail. I'm with you. But for me, it was like, yo, as long as we are communicating, as long as we're doing right by the patient, and as long as we're not doing nothing wrong or shady, like we good. And that's what I had to keep in the forefront of my mind at the time. So I had to take off my clinician hat and I had to put on my businessman hat and start looking at the numbers. So as a pharmacist, I can own a pain management clinic, but I have to have a medical doctor as a medical director of the facility. So I started looking at the numbers and I started looking at the salaries for a pharmacist, a physical therapist, massage therapist, doctor, X, Y, Z. And by the time I calculated everything, we looking at a half a million dollars just in salary. I ain't got no building. I don't have no equipment. We ain't got no electricity bill to, to the word budget, no utilities, whatever the case is. So we're looking at a half a million dollars just in salary. So once again, I got a little discouraged because I had no clue on how to get that started or even where to begin. I mean, I started looking at possible grants. I started looking at um, possible funding and how we could get that done. But, you know, this was a half a million dollars just in salary. We even we don't even have anywhere else to even put this. So I kind of put that on the back burner also and didn't even try it once again didn't start technically i didn't fail because i didn't start but because failure has this what this negative outlook on it i didn't see a positive outcome so therefore i didn't get started shoot me you know so yes dr josh has been scared in regards to doing some of his ventures but it's it's a part of life but if I didn't go through this process, I would have never gained the knowledge that I have gained in regards to my field or my expertise in order to move into business to perform it. So everything happens for a reason. Like you have to go through it in order to learn something from it. I've become a better person in regards to business after going through this process. So once again, if you have not failed, you have not tried. It's part of the process. But these are just the first two failures, y'all. Like, there's a whole nother set of failures that I'm going to talk to y'all about. But, you know, we're going to actually do a part two of this one. So we're going to cut into a commercial break, come back to the book of the week, and give our final words. I'll see y'all in a second, man. You see? One day, we're going to cut to a commercial break, and this really going to be a commercial here. So hit me up on 10 Toes Down underscore podcast on the gram. Stop playing. Get this free advertisement Why it's free. Yo, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So the book of the week this week is Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McCowan. Have you ever felt that you're not doing what's essential to your life? You're just kind of doing day-to-day -day things, acquiring more, and you're working harder but getting less done. Um, this book really put a lot of things into perspective for me in regards to my life, um, my personal and work life. 
but to do things that are essential and important to help me move forward and getting rid of all the noise. A very, very, very great book. Um, I definitely suggest it for those who are just very cluttered mind like myself and kind of puts a little bit of organization to your life. So definitely recommend it. I told y'all I do audible. Holla at me, Bezos, for this advertising time or give me some free audible books, brother. You know how we do it over here. But thank you so much for rocking with me. Um, like I told y'all, this was just part one, man. I got like two more failures. So next week we're going to talk about how I was trying to buy a pharmacy and how I was going to start a pharmacy and how all that ended up. So I hope y'all have a wonderful week. Kick this week's ass. It deserves it. And guess what? Y'all got 10 toes down. So you got another chance to get this right. I'll let y'all later. Peace.